Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And once again, we coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, which is the city of change. Every major change that has happened in America, you know, it always is affected in Atlanta and by Atlanta. And, and today we're coming to you live from Atlanta, and we're, we're going to be talking to you today about a very serious subject, you know, and we're going to be talking about the silent war that's being launched against us every day. You know, they are, our children are literally dying in the streets. You know, the drug war is not being fought in Buckhead. The drug war is being fought on Bankhead, mass incarceration mass incarceration, and everything that is happening to us is geared toward killing our bloodline. It's geared toward wiping us out. And I have guests today. Uh, I have uh, uh, my brother uh, Cedric Sims on the line with me, and uh, I'm waiting on my sister Elaine to call in right now uh, so we can address some of these issues. Okay, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast, and we're coming to you live today. Uh, Brother Cedric, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, tell us who you're with, and uh, give us an update as to what projects and what things you have going on uh, currently. Okay, um, hey, uh, good morning, everybody, and blessings, and thank you for uh, having me on your show uh, today, Reverend Gant. And, uh, you know, um, that's my. Uh, uh, brother, you know how we do. You know how we do. <laughs> Go ahead. I know. I know. We invite each other because you know I cherish. I cherish all your thoughts as an elder. Um, well, uh, my government name is Cedric Sims, but I'm referred to in uh, most of the political circles as Ibrahim Musa Assad, as Abraham Moses Assad, right? So, but anyway, uh, me and Gant was talking last night about the silent war. And the silent war is a real thing, you know. Um, and uh, uh, Reverend Gant's background with the military and everything, he probably told, he might heard more about tell you more about that. I know. I'm not going to bring it up. I allow him to do it. But there's always a way to control and dominate a group of people, right, without directly controlling them or being exposed in you know out in the public, right? So some ways you do that is control them by controlling the message and the media. You know, you're allowed to what goes on and off. A second way that you silently start killing people or suggest things that would cause them to kill each other or themselves, right? So, you know, uh, um, that's the kind of a thing. Uh, there was a movie I've seen, something about uh, silent, where it's sports or something. Every time they see it, uh, Sandra Bullock was in it, and uh, people would go crazy, commit suicide, and kill other people. Well, it's not necessarily that kind of thing, but it, it, it works in that genre. You know, one thing 
that we don't really know what's going on around us because all our information is is uh, uh, right here, right, and uh, uh, we can't we can't see right uh, what's going on. Um, but like I was looking at a, a document some time ago where they said there's an epidemic of black and Latino women missing in America. I mean, it stumps. And uh, I just, uh, I just, and I read that article, and I was shocked and surprised that you randomly hear about black women or black children missing. I mean, you hear it locally, you know, on Facebook. Sometimes somebody broadcasts it, and it gets national, international, a little ta- attention, but only in social media. Now, this article I just read, they say uh, authorities are stumped. Now, this thing, seventy-five thousand black women and children are missing. But it's still an epidemic. Can you imagine the staggering number and why nobody knows about it? Why nothing being done? I mean, if it was animals or bugs or birds, that would be a national outcry that tempers, that a percentage of a noticeable percentage of that population has just disappeared. That would be That's outcry. Right. To fail. Well, so, well, yeah. well, brother, let me let me jump in here. Let me jump in here because okay, okay. we got Sister Elaine on the line, but you okay. know. It's because what you said earlier, by them controlling the media, glory to God, by them controlling the media, they control, they, they, they use propaganda, you know, and, 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 and they suppress the things that are going to go out. That's why the Internet is so important. That's why our, our own sources are, is so important. When I started the violence and incarceration campaign, fact that we got to create our own media system. We got to create our own media. We got to we got to put the word out there. We got to educate our people ourselves. Sister Elaine, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, and come in and, and and brush them. Then I want you to pick back up on this subject. Okay. Uh, Sister yeah, Elaine. Hi. Yeah. Um, my name is Elaine Riddick, and I am the CEO. Uh, president of the Rebecca Project, whereas what we do is uh, the Rebecca Project for Justice is a transformational organization that advocates protecting life, dignity, and freedom for people here in the United States and Africa. Um, I'm a pro-lifer as well, and what I've been doing over the years is I've been uh, exposing eugenics in the United States and around the world. Now, me, myself, I was a eugenics victim, whereas at the age of 13, I was sterilized from a rape. I had my son. I didn't find out that I was uh, sterilized. I was at 14, and, and I didn't find out that this is what they had did to me until I was 19 years of age. And that's mm. because I, got, I kept hemorrhaging, and I became very ill and I kept going to the doctor, and at this time, at 18, I got married, and um, my husband and I tried to start a family, and um, I went to the doctor, and the doctor told me, you know, that I had been butchered, butchered. You know, what do you mean butchered? Oh, my God. You know, I mean, this is a young, a young black child, not even of childbearing age, but they told me that I had been butchered. I am the one, and, and, and oh my so... God. I went to the state of, um, I, I went to the American Civil Liberties Union, and what I did was I told them exactly what the doctor had said to me, that I had been butchered, 
And so I didn't understand what they meant at, you know, 15, 16, 17. So I had to question the doctor. So anyway, they sued the state of North Carolina on my behalf. And come to find out that the state of North Carolina had did um, 67,000, 6,700 people like what? they had did to me. Now, hold on. Now, keep in mind, we're talking about eugenics. You know, so what's going on in America today have a tie in to what happened to me. You have to remember that 32 states within the United States sterilized its, its citizens. 32 states within the United States, but yet instead the government said that they only sterilized like 7,000 I think it was 7,000 people. That's a lot because California did over 20,000. Georgia did over 3,500. You got Florida, Alabama, New York, Massachusetts, Boston. You got Alabama, South Carolina, North Carolina. Virginia did over 11,000 of their citizens. This is what they're doing. We're living in the times of eugenics. And this is what has to be exposed. When you see our little black boys and girls being beat up in the street mm-hmm. like animals and dogs, oh. this is part of the white supremacist eugenics movement. That's right. That's and right. we sit here and we don't say nothing. We go to them. They used to lynch us on a tree. Okay. And now black women are going to them and begging them to lynch their womb. Mm -hmm. This is where abortion come in. Remember um, the abortion founder, uh, Planned Parenthood founder, Margaret Singer, stated, if you want to hate a nigger, the best way to hate a nigger is to kill it before it's born. That's right. She's the founder. Mm -hmm. She is the founder of Planned Parenthood. Can you... you, uh, Okay, I want to let I want to let uh, Brussel come back in. I'm gonna ask you all to keep your comments to like at least uh, three minutes. Uh, okay. But I, I want um, I, I want I want you to talk, Sister Elaine. I want you to, to walk us through this new abortion law, six week uh, heartbeat law that's been passed in Georgia. And then uh, Brussel, I want you to come in on that. Okay. Uh, okay. Are you are you ready for me? The uh, yes. the new law, which I I I approve of it by the way because I get tired of us killing off our own army. So anything that has anything to keep black people, you could have had an army, but you slaughtered your own people by going mm-hmm. to these white supremacists. So that law and that bill is I mean it's amazing. So at the, at the um, six-week, the heartbeat bill is saying that the baby's heartbeat start beating at six weeks. That means you can't have an abortion. You can't kill the baby when they hear that heartbeat. But what we have to realize is that it's not even six weeks because a baby is a baby from the moment of conception. Glory to God. From okay. the moment of conception. 
Mm-hmm. It's not six wheat because if you have a seed and the seed is not, um, um, what do you call it, cultivated, and if it's not showing anything, then it's dead. But a seed that grows and continues to grow at six weeks and you see that it's growing, this is the heartbeat. A baby is a person upon the moment of conception. So it's, the six weeks don't have anything to do with it. And it should, said, I mean, to me, abortion should be illegal when you find out or think that you are pregnant or it, it shouldn't even be considered. Right. So, and here's another part of that six weeks. We have New York, the governor, Como. He wants a woman to carry a baby. No, he wants a woman to be able to have an abortion up to birth. That means that the baby is fully developed as a person. Nine months, why would y'all carry, why would a woman carry a baby for nine months and then kill it? That was directed to the black woman. Then you have the governor of Virginia. He wants to kill the babies after nine months. After the baby is born, up to four years of age, a baby is a person from the moment of conception. That's terrible. That's terrible what they do. All right, all right, Ms. Go ahead, come on in. Okay, yeah, I want to um, preface what she's saying. That's it's so true, but it's um, you know I know a lot of people uh, might have heard about it. But just prior to World War II, Hitler sent his representatives to California to find out about, you know, how, to, how does that work, how eugenics works, right? And um, so he applied that to the uh, what he called the unfit in Germany and also to the Jews, right, you know, to uh, start doing it. And uh, another thing is, you know, a lot of people don't know that uh, birth control, you know, like all the scientific uh, things are given, they had to be experimented on people. So I remember uh, that my uh, parents and uh, people were telling me about it around Georgia and also people in Africa, the most fertile women in the world in Georgia, around the Georgia area, you know, south, were, were going, undergoing this treatment to find out could it stop pregnancy. And then eventually it came to market uh, in the mid, in the early mid-60s. And uh, But unfortunately they didn't know that this was going to cause a sexual revolution among women, you know, giving them choices to who they have sex with, if they want to have sex at all, or have sex at any time they wanted to with anyone. So, so, but in doing so, they shot their own self in the foot. But all these things have been building up. And what has been building up to? Destruction of our, our people, right? And the ability for us to procreate. And I've heard recently some hard fine statistics that, that out, of, out of four black pregnancies, only one child is born, three are aborted. Now, that's, now that's crazy. That's crazy. That means, yeah, our population is minus growth rate. It's not. It's no longer zero. It's minus, and you can't get people to wrap around their brain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially in New York, you know, a black baby. Yeah. More black babies are aborted than is being born. You know, yeah. look at what what's happening in Kenya. You know, a good example is that they had gone over there, and they're doing the same thing here, too, with the vaccines. Yeah. You know, they, they, they are creating, killing black babies to create mm-hmm. vaccines 
to right. for white babies to live. Over in Kenya, a couple of years ago, what they did was they gave 500,000, a half a million black women of childbearing age, the tetanus vaccine that was laced with HCB, HCG, mm. HCG, which caused them, if they were pregnant, you automatically self-abort. Now, again, mm-hmm. what they're doing is that they have developed a crop here in America that will cause mass sterilization amongst mm. black people. This crop. Okay, say that eating, again. They have developed a crop that targets black DNA, a crop, mm. food, the water. Mm-hmm. That we drink, the food that we eat will cause mass sterilization. And the name of that is the RNA interference technology. And we run to them like they like us. Okay, okay, okay. Hold, hold on, hold on, sister. Before we go too far, I want us to go back to the last uh, subject that Brush Sams had brought up. About about the um, about the birth control. Babies. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. I want I want us not to skip over the birth control pills. How that is affecting? Uh, how that's affecting us? Well, so yeah, you well, go well, into well, that with the birth okay, control well, pills. Okay. You want me or you want Elaine to continue? Well, well I want to hurt and you can follow. You can follow up. Okay. okay well. The birth control, like I, like I was saying, was developed, all of this stuff was developed by um, the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Singer, Bill Gates, and Melinda Gates Foundation. And what it does is that it also uh, decreases our ability to procreate, to have babies. And what they're doing, they have developed an injection a birth control called Depo-Provera, which, is, uh, which targets our women, and they started giving them this in the 60s or maybe before, and the first injection was given in Greater Hospital right here in Atlanta. A lot of That's our right. women are, have excessive weight gain. A lot of them are hemorrhaging up to two and three years at a time, and a lot of them are not having periods. It causes... Um, what you call it when the hair fall out, the epicia, I think it is. It causes diabetes, kidney failure, heart attacks, hypertension. Um, it causes anything that you can think of, uh, Crohn's disease. It causes all of this. And that right there also was developed to target the black woman. Glory to God. Yeah. Okay, Well, you know what she's saying is right on point, right? But, see, you know, this is a broader issue, too, because, you know, you have to get people after a while to sign on and to be to this. So now we have an, uh, we have a generational women that in their 40s and 50s, they had a professional career, have no children, right? Now they live successful lives, they living in homes by themselves and everything, and now the loneliness started to pinch them and their parents and their grandparents because they no longer have a continuation of they do. But also it affects us because the most qualified people to have children do not want any children, do not care for children, and do not look at it as a homogeneous group, a group of people that our race needs to survive, and we have to survive through procreation. 
Now, if you remember, brother, again in in the nineties, uh, uh, when they were the white the white race here in uh, the, the white supremacist race, the white race here in America, Europeans, they were deemed to be at zero growth rate because there were four more yeah. people down than was born. So Glenn came mm-hmm. out and said, black women need to have babies." And then you know, so this started a movement, and now you see all wealthy from the wealthiest among white women trying to have as many babies as they can. You know what I mean? And at the same time, they adopt black babies, uh, like uh, uh, one lady did. I can't remember her name. Uh, Charlie Tehran. She adopted a young black boy. He she mentioned something about three that he wanted a boy or girl, and she had she had him surgically turned into a girl when he turned seven years old. You understand? That's a little black boy. Wow. Three year old tells you, "Yo, oh, I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. Or I'm not a boy. I'm a girl." So you say, "Okay, baby. What? What did you, you know? You want to play with some, or you like girls? Whatever." You know, you work with that and let them and let them live their life out until they're old enough to make those kind of decisions. You know, and uh, but she thought, you know, but now everybody's kind of, you know, people say, "Oh yeah, you're right. You need to do this and we need to do that." We know, and then every system welfare, you know, the forty year project we talk about a lot over the years, right, yeah. brother. You know, when a woman welfare came up, they they won't allow men. They used to allow men into these projects and families. Now they then they tell them that men can't be over a certain age can be in this right, and that so so the right. woman said I no longer need a man, I no longer need a man to welfare my man. You know I don't need a man for this. I got my own money. I do this that and the other. And at the same time, if a man approach a woman, oh you got to have this, you got to bring this to the table, you got to be this, and I'm this, and you got to do for me. I'm queen, and ain't nothing being said about the young man or the race or our race of our people. You know what I mean? That's what's important to me. You know what I mean? If a woman come to me like that and start talking about that, then I say, okay, what's in it for me? Oh, that's how you men are. Y'all always want something. You know, but what's about, what about our race? You know, what about what's left of us? We are a unique brand of people here in America. Some of us were Aborigines. Some of us are Afro-Americans. We came over on the ship. But we, but we do not control our own destiny or anything in the world. All we can do is, is agree to it or silently put our hands up and say, no, I don't agree to it. So it's time that we start okay, taking okay, action. Well, let my, okay, well, let, my, let my sister answer the question. Go ahead, right, go ahead. Well, first of all, you know, doing, I think, was it London B. Johnson that started that? London B. Johnson, yes, ma'am. Yeah. London B. Johnson started that when he offered black women an uh, easy way out. But in order, you know, our families were intact. Until he came in and moved the black man out and told the black woman, you can't have him in the house. We'll take care of you. We'll give you food stamps. We'll put you in housing. Because you have to remember, like you said earlier, this goes way back, you know, because Mm -hmm. I was raised in a cotton field in a cucumber patch riding on the back of a truck at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I remember my ancestors having they had property. Then they closed down the cotton fields and the cucumber patches and the potato patches and the bean patches, you know, and this is where it started at and how it really got started because they took your jobs away, then they took your man out the house, and they promised us all of these things. Like the devil tempted Jesus and said, if you, you know, uh, follow me, all this can be yours. And that's exactly what they did to the black per, to the black family. They separated.
They stole from us. They gave us alcohol. They put alcohol on every other block. They took our homes away, and they promised us all the gold in the world can be yours if you get rid of the black man. All right, and we bear witness to that because we actually lived through that transition, through that transition. We actually lived through it. When they opened up the project, we were there. When they started that 40-year project that we talk about all the time, we were there. We actually walked through that. All right, Brother Slim, jump on in there. Brother Slim. Okay, have we lost him? Yeah, 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 I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay, go I'm ahead. Here. Well, you know, we, you know, I talked about some other brothers that were born and raised in project that started project thing, right? And that's what it was. You know, the whole family, the father, the grandfather, the grandmother, everybody could be in that project. They got taught people into giving up their shanty towns, right, for that. You know what I mean? These shanty contracts. Uh, they said, you know, you can have this, you get your property, you can have this. They put Interstate 65 through in Atlanta, 75. But anyway, so then in the late 60s and early 70s, they told the man can't be there. You know, if he's a working man, he's a healthy man, he can't be there. So that automatically broke up the family. And then when the young girls got of age and they didn't like their mama, they mad or something like that, well, being, you know, if I have a baby, I can have my own place. I can even go to school if I want. I might get a car like my mama, get a TV, something like that. (laughs) And it'd be my own. I do anything I want. I ain't got to listen to mama. So that's our generational welfare program that, that everybody started talking about not until the age because they seen it. It was right there. You couldn't you could deny it. But then then also there was a big movement in the uh uh the, the uh, rainbow coalition and also you know the homosexual community, right? You know, and, and then they had more to change something that we religiously and morally and socially and intelligently was against, right? And now it is a crime and it's called hate if you say that I don't agree with this because it's a destruction of something. You know what I mean? You cannot speak intelligently now. You have to go along with a program that deals with eugenics and self-destruction of our community. You know what I'm saying? So that's the whole program. It's very effective. It's not working in the white community, but it seems to be just going wild in the black community. You know, and you cannot, you can even churches co-signing this, right? So we cannot yeah. stop the okay. destruction of our people. All right, Mr. Lane. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about. From a military standpoint, this is what we call a silent war. This is when we when we institute tactics that, that lead to the description of a nation, we call that a silent war. All right. That's right. Sister Elaine, tell yeah. us some of the other ways that they are that they are destroying our people. Well, um, you know, with the drug crisis you know, and then you have the mass incarceration. You know, all that ties in from the beginning of time when the man was taking out the house, putting him on the street, making him a hobo. You know, um, all of this is a plan to destroy a people, as you said, putting the drugs in our, uh, in our, in our neighborhood, dropping off guns on the railroad track. You know, um, the liquor stores, the birth control, you know, all of this is to oppress a people that is so hated. And the question is, why do they hate us so bad? What is it that we have that they won't? 
other than well, our melon, melanin? Well, if I, if I would go in the Bible, I would say it's because of who we are. We are the descendants <laughs> of Israel. We are the Hebrew nation. And, 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 and all throughout the Bible, there has been attempts to wipe out that nation, that nation of God. And, um, and, 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 but, but our topic is not on that today, but I want us to, I want us to single out for the, for the listening audience methods that they are using. All right, now we're down to our last 90 seconds, so, so I'm going to go ahead and let you all give, uh, give your final remarks, and then we'll go ahead and close out. Well, my final remark would be stop going to the white supremacists and begging him to lynch your womb. Why do we go to him? Why do we go to them and contribute to our own demise, especially when you know what he is doing, but yet and still we're supposed to be conscious people, but we still go to them and contribute to our own demise. Okay, let let Brother Sims come in, and then I'll close out. Well, well, thank you, Sister Elaine. I think that this this is a time that we talked about back in the days. That's we got to have our own. We got to manifest our own destiny. We got to have our own land and our own nation within this nation. The land that by birthright belongs to us. And don't forget that there are seven hundred twenty-three thousand black women and children, Latino women, missing, and most of them are black women. So we have to stop this stupidity. We have to stop this craziness. And, and not be, and when you're aware, to put that into work and stop, be, stop being from totally uh, annihilating us and committing to cause of genocide. All right. I'll okay. Okay. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Uh, we're coming to you live once again from Atlanta, Georgia. I want to thank my guests for the tremendous remarks that they made. And, and, and our purpose is to educate and empower our people. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. I thank you for listening in. And we're going to have to continue this on our on our next broadcast Saturday. So I'm going to ask you both to come back so we can continue this uh, conversation. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. This is Pastor Lionel Gant. And we thank you for listening in on this broadcast. Peace and blessings.